How's it going, guys? My name is Michael Sloan, and I have Andrea Repco here with me. And we're starting a new podcast. This is our first episode. We're doing uh, the mortgage mix, yes. where we mix drinks and we talk about mortgage and real estate. So today's our first episode. We're going to talk about introductions. We're going to go going to go over some myths. We're going to go over some mortgages. We're going to bring our own little touch into it. And we're just going to have a cool little conversation about real estate here today. So what do you got to drink today? I have a mimosa, champagne or sparkling wine and orange juice. It's delicious. Yeah, it's about half and half. Yeah, sure. Maybe a little bit more, (laughs) depending on how much. I mean, you you make it to taste. So the sparkling wine is a little sweet. And it's orange juice, so it's a nice, uh, sweet drink. Yeah. Good for summer. It is. It's good in the mornings, right? You don't feel as guilty drinking it sometimes. Right. You're getting your vitamin C. Yeah. And, and your it, vitamin C champagne. Yeah. That's what I like to call it. That's how I always <laughs> just don't feel as guilty whenever I, whenever right. I drink it. All right. So I got something a little different. I included Blue Moon. I did a little Blue Moon in mine. So I did what we call Manmosa, which is half Blue Moon. And then it's a quarter of champagne and a quarter of orange juice. It's pretty good. Me and my wife had them in South Carolina when we were getting brunch, maybe after a little too many drinks the night before. <laughs> um, but we found it and we fell in love with it. Now it's a staple. Nice. Yeah. I, re- I think I learned recently that you can't call um, sparkling wine champagne unless it was made in champagne. Or France or something specific. I did, when I was at the store buying it today, I, I was looking through the different types and I left my phone in the car. I had to go get my phone because I was like, <laughs> I couldn't remember which champagne or sparkling right. wine you're supposed to use. But for mimosas, it is supposed to be sparkling wine. Yeah. Something new I learned today. You know, that brings us to this uh, yeah, podcast myths. and, yeah, and, and video. Yeah. Um, just being able to get information out to people and kind of help you go from A to Z and Z being buying a home. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about credit scores and we'll talk about um, different loan types and, you know, what you might qualify for. And then, you know, you could reach out to us um, separately or reach out to me or him and get your questions answered if, yeah. if we're not answering it in this um, podcast. All right. So let's go in introductions. What, uh, tell us how you got in the business and, um, you know, how you're here, what we're going to go over, that kind of stuff. Well, I have been a realtor since late 2017. Um, been licensed with Howard Hanna. Um, I don't really have any other good reason to join except I wanted to work for myself and have more time uh, to spend with my son who was just, um, a year and a half or so when I got licensed and it was uh, just important for me to have a better structure and hours that I could be there um, for my first and only child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I had a great experience with my realtor like a year and a half before and I just felt a little bit inspired at that point. Like I love education, which she was really great at. I love Um, that I own a home and I want to help other people get into a home because I really thought at that point, like I can't afford a house. Like I'm not making that much money Mm -hmm. and I'm a single mom and you know, all these things were, and to me were working against me, um, that actually ended up in my favor to buy a home. And then, uh, I decided like a year and a half later as a job I didn't really care for. And then I'm going to get licensed and I 
lost my job and went full steam ahead in, in real estate. And it's been working out uh, for me since then. And I've, I've been able to be active part of my community, of my son's life, um, travel, do all the things that I really love to do. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy with my decision in life. So. Did you see it was hard to get it rolling? Was it hard to kind of, you know, I know jumping into real estate can be um, scary, right? Yeah. And your straight commission. Was oh, yeah. that hard for you to get rolling? Or? It was uh, a different, like I've worked W-2 jobs my entire life. Uh, since age 15, I've been working. And to go from that to straight commission, 100% commission, yeah. um, it, it kind of gave it a little edge. Like I have to work hard. I can't slack off. Yeah, it's not like chase it, I right? can take a day off and I get paid PTO. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming out of your bank account, you know? So um, I had some really great agents out of my original office in Elyria and they passed on leads and were really great at, at giving advice and education. And um, obviously you, you have to pay that forward. So mm-hmm. at, as many chances as I can to educate people, um, whether it's fellow realtors or uh, someone interested in buying or selling a home, I love that aspect of it. So it, it was a um, definitely times when, you know, it's feast or famine for a lot yeah. of these commission uh, yeah. positions. I'm sure you can relate mm-hmm. to that. Um, but it, it's, you know, the, the, Highs are, are worth the, oh, yeah. the very lows. When so. it rains, it pours, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's, you have to be uh, strong. Yeah. <laughs> and very strong will but to the like. flexibility. Yeah, yeah. You can't beat it. Because, I mean, yeah. I have the same type of flexibility in my job now. And, I, I mean, on a Friday, I can go and play golf at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Um, yeah, your phone is glued to your side. But it's at true. the same time, you do have a ton of flexibility. It's, it's a small price to pay for the the flexibility and the things that I get to do, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, sure. I'm at my kid's soccer game, but I'll still, I'll be there for you, you know, and a lot of people, you just have to prioritize those mm-hmm. things. And vacations well, changed a little bit. Yes, yeah. it has. <laughs> you know, there's, I love memes. So there's memes like, Oh, vacation with a realtor. And you're like swimming in the ocean with a laptop on your surfboard. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it happens sometimes. It's true. You know? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so um, how did you get into the mortgage industry? I have a very similar situation. Um, I was working in property management for many years, student property management. It was terrible. Um, we were taking care of, you know, the students would go in, they'd drink in the apartment oh, all day goodness. long, and then they'd tear it up, and we'd have to go in and fix it. So, um, yeah, property management for eight years. I moved to South Carolina for a gig um, in Clemson. I will say I love I loved Clemson. I don't know if you've ever been I don't know where it is. <laughs> Really, it's in like the top left of the little Dorito, okay. it's, uh, South Carolina. Um, but we went to Clemson. It, it just didn't work. You know, I didn't jive with the company and with the owner. And Was that uh, property management too? Yeah, that was okay. a property manager. Um, and the place was just falling apart and we couldn't, we didn't keep, we couldn't get the residency up. It was just a, it was a disaster. So I got let go and like November of like 2015. And then I called my mom. I know that's so funny. I'm looking for a job. Yeah, exactly. I know. I was like 27 and I'm calling my mom uh, just to give her an update on what was going on. And she told me that our handle was hiring for mortgage lenders. And I called my regional who is now Jim Axner. And, you know, about a month and a half later, I flew back. I drove back. And yeah, and that was that. Did you have any background in finances at all? I went to school at Kent State and studied finances. Um, so I, I knew 
a little bit about it. I had some friends that were in the mortgage business and kind of bounced some things off of them before I took the job. I also was looking at logistics, doing, you know, freight sales. And that was just very boring. (laughs) This is much more satisfying, helping people get their credit up, get them into homes. Um, You know, that's way more satisfying than getting a shipment of apples from, (laughs) you know, Georgia to Florida or something like that. That's not satisfying. Um, But yeah, I've been here for, you know, seven, eight years, seven years. So I can't look back. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no looking back. I mean, there's definitely times where you're like, is this the right industry for me? I know. I know. With the highs are highs, the lows You know, but really, like, I ultimately, I, I truly love what I do and just the ability to help people. And, you know, not everyone is always appreciative of the educational aspect. They're just like, I just want to buy a house. And, yeah. you know, I don't care about it. But then other people are like, oh, thank you so much. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea about this loan or this grant or, yeah. you know, whatever to get in the house. So, you know, we've done this five plus years and six plus years and it's... You know, you always learn something new, though. And yeah. A lot of people have these ideas in their head about how to buy a home and what is actually needed to buy a home when really you're in left field and, you know, no one's hitting over there. And yeah. it's, let's, we're here to help you figure out if you're ready. And that's what this is about. Like, are you ready to buy? And how can we help you get ready to buy? A home? Yeah. So um, if you'd like to start, just tell me. Yeah, let's go over some myths. The biggest one, if you are on Instagram at all and you follow any mortgage guys, is 20% down. Um, that's a big myth. Don't have to do that anymore. Uh, maybe your parents did when they bought a house. Right. But, Houses you know, were also like $30,000. Right. And, and that's <laughs> how FHA actually started with 20% down. If you can think about that now, I mean, they're minimum down payment loans. So um, yeah, 20% is not something you need anymore. You can do five, 10, three, zero in some cases. So, um, you know, there's multiple different loans and products out there. And obviously they all have different specifications, but, right. you know, there's multiple different loans out there that you can take advantage of. So, I mean, that's definitely the biggest myth that everybody yeah. thinks they have to save up all this money for a home. And that's not easy to do. Anymore, yeah. it seems like not with the inflation right now. Inflation and you know all these different things. There, all the prices are going up of, of everything, and um, you know you got to balance your car payment and your credit card payments I, and student loans if you have those. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And they're hitting the student loans; they're coming up. Yep, a lot of people are deferred, and uh, those student loans are coming up here in I think it's September. Yes, I, I believe so. And I will attest to the fact that you don't need 20% down to yeah. buy a home. I, I purchased three homes personally, um, and I have not put 20% down for any of those homes. No. And I've gotten conventional loans mm-hmm. for each of them. So um, I think my first house, I had to bring $500 to the table because I applied for a grant that yeah. my lender found for me. And I got approved and 500 bucks. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I just had to put earnest money down to so $2,500. So that wasn't that bad. And then. Second home, uh, I had a little bit more money to put down since I had equity built in my first home. So even then, it was still 15%, which it was only $80,000 property. So it wasn't nothing a crazy. lot of money. Yeah, so, nothing crazy. Yeah, it's it's a huge myth out yeah. there. That 20% will definitely help you. And there's advantages, and we can talk about those. But mm-hmm. it's not required at no, all. No, not required at all. I, I think I bought mine with 5% when yeah. I first started. So, yeah, big myth. Um, another myth is credit. You know, a lot of people think they need 700 credit scores and that's just not the case anymore. Right. 
you know, there are loans out there for people that have 580 credit scores. Mm -hmm. There's loans out there for people that have 650s. And then, you know, you've got loans for 800s and whatever above that. But, um, you know, if you have imperfect credit, you know, maybe you've got a collection or two, or maybe you have some late fees. You know, all that stuff is fixable if you're in the 500s to get you to a point where we could qualify you for a mortgage. So, you know, having needing a 700 credit score is a huge bet that is right. just not necessary anymore. Again, I think it was back when FHA started, but not anymore. Right. Yeah, I think when I bought my house, my credit score was like 633. Yeah, my wife's was like 650-something. <laughs> right. And uh, now it's much better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buying a home, building the equity, and, yeah. you know, having a, a fixed budget. Um, when you're renting, you're, it could go up every year. And mm-hmm. Not that that doesn't happen necessarily. Mortgages, depending on your taxes and things like that. But pretty much it's a standard payment for the, the 30 yeah. or 15, 20 years that Mostly, you get your mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. It's important if you're looking to buy a home to talk with a realtor who can refer you to a great mortgage officer. Because what they're going to do is pull your credit and see what's on there. And you can attest to some things that might be hurting someone. Maybe they're $100 bill that they never even knew that they had and mm-hmm. is on their credit report yeah. and you fix it and then your credit score goes up to where it needs to be. Yeah. And you know, the, the funny thing about that is that you can fix them so much quicker nowadays than people think. You know, they think they have to pay it and then all of a sudden, you know, that hundred dollar collection stays on there for a long time and they have to wait for it to come off by the credit bureaus. Nowadays we can do what we call rapid rescore. If they can get a letter from the collection agency stating that the collection is being removed from their credit report, we can remove it on our end and it'll be like it was never there. So it'll just kick their their credit up instantly. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, charge-offs, collections, all those things kind of intertwine when it comes yeah. to um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So what are some things on a, a credit report when you guys um, do that for people with pre-approvals that are like huge red flags and you're like, that might be a little while. And then what are some smaller things that yeah. they can take care of outside of, um, you know, some charges that might be up? Yeah. Big ones, uh, tax liens, bankruptcies and foreclosures. I mean, those are big red flags right off the bat because a foreclosure, right. That's you foreclosing on a previous mortgage. Right. Um, and there's a time limit you have to wait between certain loan types, you know, four to seven years, depending on the loan wow. between your foreclosure. And that's when it gets filed. So that's not even when you file it. It's more like when the bank gets rid of it. Oh, yeah, they can so it can take a year for them to do that. Yeah. And so, you know, the other one, bankruptcy, that one's a little more lenient. Um, there's two different bankruptcies, a chapter 17 or a chapter seven and a chapter 13. So each one is treated differently, but typically there's an amount of time you have to wait for those two, you know, two to three years, you know, around there for those per conventional FHA loans, whatever you're looking at. So those are the biggest ones. Tax liens, they usually need to be like paid for before Mm, you close, depending on how much they are. If they're a thousand dollars that, you know, we may be a little more lenient on something like that. If it's like a $15,000 mechanics lien on your old house and you know, all this other stuff, yeah. you know, that, that may be different. Or, you know, if you're stuck in, you haven't paid taxes in the last 10 years and the IRS is coming after you, that's way harder to get because that's a federal, yeah. a federal. And depending you know, what type of loan, it might be a federal loan or, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, student loans, that's a big one. If somebody doesn't pay their student loans, oh yeah. typically, I just had one recently where he, 
his dad had passed away, unfortunately, and his dad took out half and his mom took out the other half and he never knew his dad took out half mm-hmm. and it hit him over time. And we went to do the, we pulled the credit. He ended up buying a house. We ended up figuring it out because he had the capital to pay for it. Yeah. But he, he kind of, oh, I hit him with a $30,000 yeah. bill Woo! one day. Yeah, that's, that's a little rough. Yeah. So those are the biggest ones. Um, those are big red flags. You know, if you have one of those, you know, contact us. Yeah. So that we can we can kind of talk about um, some of the specifics because there are products that will still overlook some of those things. So the other ones are collections and late fees. I mean, those are huge. Yeah. I see a lot of times where, and this has happened to me. I don't know if you can speak on it. You've got an auto payment set up and then it doesn't pay it. Yes. And then you get hit with a late fee. So many times. In those scenarios, as soon as it happens, a lot of people don't do this. You need to call the company and they'll remove the late fee on their end, but they have to remove it on the credit report. Mm. The reason being, right, is because that stays on there for the life of, uh, it, it never comes off. Oh, wow. It will always show on their Chrysler auto line that you had one one late for 30 days. So if you can get that removed, you know, that's a big thing. If you miss the payment, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a different story. But if you have an auto payment and, you know, there was a blemish, even if it, if it was a year ago, I would still call them and be like, listen, you made this mistake. You know, what can we do about it? Right. Because if you can get those off, obviously that's going to raise your credit. Collections. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you? The uh, uh, no. auto payment thing? I mean, it has, but it hasn't like, uh, I think it was for like a utility bill or something. And I'm like, no, I have this on auto pay. And they're like, no, sorry, it didn't take. Or like, you know, your credit card expired and it doesn't have the new date and the new security code. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, sorry, you still have to pay the late fee. Yeah. But it hasn't come on my credit report. So I'm happy well, about that. Go. Yeah. But yeah, that, that tricky stuff like that. It's just small things. You might, your credit card might expire and you're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't realize it until you go to use it. And then not valid anymore. Not valid, yeah. Great. That's why it's important to talk to your realtor and talk to your lender at minimum six months before you're even thinking. I mean, yes, sometimes our situations change and we're like, well, shoot, we're getting, you know, we have to get out of this apartment. We want to get a dog or we're having a kid. We need bigger space or, you know, downsizing, upsizing, whatever um, the case may be. But talking to us ahead of time, even if you're not even really sure you want to buy a home um, and you're just thinking about it, talk to us, talk to get your credit report looked at and that way we can help you get to where you need to be in the next six months, three months, two months, and get you ready with that pre-approval because that pre-approval letter is key to even look at homes. Um, that way you know what your payment estimate might be, what what price of home you're going to be yeah. really looking in. And, um, you know, it all depends on your taxes and insurance estimates, but you'll have a general area mm-hmm. of where you're, um, you know, mortgage might be so. Yeah, I mean that's so true. I don't know how many times I could probably count that people go on Zillow, they look, they find their favorite house, they go to pull the credit, and they're sitting at like a five fifty, and now they're devastated because they can't get the house. They try to go to another lender, same thing happens. And if they would have came to us six months before, maybe we could have right. made that house a possibility. But since they went the incorrect way about it, you know, they kind of fell into this. Yeah. And nobody likes to get their hopes up and get let down. You know, that's, 
it's not not a fun experience, yeah. you know. You're like, oh yeah, my my credit is seven twenty, and I I have seven thousand dollars in the bank. I can I can buy a house. Well, guess what? You also failed to mention that you've been unemployed for six months, oh, or yeah. that you have this huge blemish on your credit report. I can't take you for the value face value. Like mm-hmm. I I need a pre approval in hand. Like somebody looked at your credit report, someone looked at your assets, someone looked at your employment history and said, yeah. okay, yes, uh, based on these preliminary things, we can approve him for X amount. Mm-hmm. I, I've had so many people be like, my credit score is high and I have a hundred yeah. grand in the bank. And <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not your money yeah. or you can't touch it, you know, mm-hmm. in a trust or something. So yeah. there's so many different situations. So it's important to talk to us um, at minimum, I think three months ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, I would agree. You just mentioned something, and it made me think of the other myth. Okay. Employment status. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so um, employment status, right? You don't have to be employed for a certain amount of time in a place. Um, you know, nowadays, if you come straight out of college and you find a job, we use the college as your employment uh-huh. because we have to verify that you've worked for at least two years. Okay. So we use college as that. If you're just starting a job, you started it last week. Not a big deal. We also have loans that will allow future income. So if you have an offer letter, you know, within 90 days, you know, in some scenarios, we can use that to qualify you for a mortgage. So, you know, if you are currently unemployed and you're about to start a new job and it's been a little while, that's a little bit different because if the gap is long enough, then you have to be working for a certain amount of time. Okay. That makes sense. So if the gap was like six months, you have to be working for six months. Okay. That's really the only, the only part that, you know, maybe the viewers may need to know is that if you haven't been working for six months, you got to wait a little bit before yeah. you look to buy a home. I know I've had that some people like, oh, well, you know, my husband hasn't been working that long. He's only been on the job for two months. And I'm like, no, go talk to someone. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no rule that says you have to be there for six years no. or anything. As long as you've had steady employment or if you switch yeah. jobs or something, it's okay. Oh, he's been on this new job two weeks. That's okay. Has he has he worked prior Absolutely. to that? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have these ideas in their head of what it really takes to buy a home. And there's just so many things that I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating because yeah. you're like, I just want to be like, take my knowledge, please. And go talk to someone. And they're very hesitant. So like, they're going to pull my credit score. Right. Oh my gosh, it's going to yeah. do my credit report. And it does. Yeah, it does. But we know what it was for. And, well, and the- we look at that. And And I've had clients that I've worked with for two years and it it was part because the market's been tight and, you know, less than three months of inventory out there. Uh, Interest rates. It's it's rough right now. Um, Seller's market, Mm -hmm. um, houses are still going for a a modest price and sometimes over asking price. So it's a little difficult, you know, if you're pre-approved for like up to 200 you're not going to be looking at 200 and hopes they come down or 225 and hopes they come down. You're yeah. going to be looking at 180 to 200 mm-hmm. just because of how the market is. But, you know, it really depends on um, your wants versus your needs. And I, I'd rather see my clients in a home than to keep renting and paying someone else. And I just try to really beat that into some people. But I understand wanting to stay in a home and it's it's comfortable for you when you're renting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just where you've known and you don't want to move a couple of times in a couple of years. And even the interest rates being at seven-ish right yeah, now, right you still have a potential in the future to refinance. And, mm-hmm. and you're building your equity immediately as soon as you move into a home. And, yeah. you know, we're not here just to make money. Like, this is our career that we chose and, and we do make money from it. But we're here to educate 
and ensure people are making the best decision for themselves um, for their future in terms of equity and having a st- stable place to, to live and, you know, um, budgetary needs and mm-hmm. things like that. There's a lot of benefits to owning your own home. Now, yeah. You know, there are some things like, oh, my water tank went out and my, the landlord's going to fix it. Guess it what? Happen. You have to fix it. But yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot more benefits, I think, to, to owning home than there are um, negatives. Um, so another part of the process on, on your end, what yes. do you like to see process-wise for the real estate transaction? Uh, when I meet people, I, you know, kind of go over what are they wanting in a home and what do you foresee your price range being? And a lot of people can um, determine where their price range is just on, based on their income and what their payment might be. But now that interest rates have gone up a little bit, it's a little harder and trickier to, to figure out that payment without actually putting in a calculator or talking mm-hmm. to a lender. So I always refer them to a lender. Um, and now I just started in this office not too long ago. So Mike and I have developed a relationship and um, our other lender in office as well. So refer them over. Um, appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> shop around if need be. If not everyone's gonna love me, not everyone's gonna love Mike no, yeah. or, or Bob <laughs> even. So just shop around. My my main point is get a pre-approval letter. Yes. And if you can't get a pre-approval letter, they're gonna tell you why and how they can work with you to get to where you need to be to mm-hmm. be able to be pre-approved. And once we have that, we can go house shopping, set you up yeah. on a home search. Um, so you get like MLS feed sent to you of any homes that qualify. And I can't tell you how many times I've had clients start with like this list this long and like I want four bedrooms and I want a half an acre and I want two car garage with heat and da, 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 da. and they end up with a ranch or something way different from what, what really? they started yeah. and I'm like okay so you know I really try to focus on what you actually need because it changes over time and you like uh, for instance me I really wanted a split level home mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I searched for for two years and I live there and I'm like Okay, I don't know that this was the you this know the, the right movie. choice, yeah. um, but hey, it's a house, and I really love my neighborhood and everything. So that's I, good. I always recommend uh, driving around the neighborhood if you're unfamiliar with the territory, mm-hmm. like if you're moving from city to city or you know parts of town and things like that. Just drive around the neighborhood, go talk to neighbors, and and just get a feel for it and see if that's actually an area that you want to live in, yeah. you know, like you might have this dream, like, oh, I want to live in a rocky river and you go there and you're like, yeah, just kidding. Like, I, I don't really want to live there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Westlake's more for me or yeah. something. So yeah, there's amenities in the neighborhood. There's a lot of different things that people look for in terms of their home. How close are you to the park? Grocery store, hospital, you know, everybody has different highway. needs. Yeah. Right. Uh-oh. Highway. I had to live close to a highway. Like that was yeah. very important to me. Yeah. So we all have different needs. I'm here to help you figure out, um, what your need is versus your want. If you do need a little help, some people are like, "Are you like, nope, I'm not giving up. This is what I want." And I had those clients, and it took two years, but we did. You it. find it, yeah. You eventually find it. Um, pre-approval. You mentioned that. Yes. I mean, that's super important. Yeah. There's two types, and I want to distinguish these because oh, yes. they yes, are much different. Pre-quals. Yeah. So uh, there's a difference. There's a pre-qual. And a pre-approval. A pre-qualification is typically something that you do when a buyer goes online. They can just type in their information into an application. Um, The lender then pulls the credit. And off of the information you've given them, they say, okay, you can buy $200,000. There's a couple issues with that. Number one, they did check your credit, which is great. I mean, that's that's a good first step. But what they didn't do is any type of verification on your income. And that's important because there are many things 
that unfortunately, you know, people leave out. You know, one of the biggest ones is, you know, child support, child support alimony, yeah. maintenance. You know, that kind of gets left out because it's forgotten about. You know, maybe it's just taken directly out of your check or you right. just don't realize it. And so when you enter that in the prequel, you know, you, and you miss that, that affects, you know, how much, you know, you can get qualified for. Um, another thing is if, if you have multiple properties and you're out putting all those properties in there, you know, it can just get bogged up. So on a realtor standpoint, you know, tell us the difference in your opinion between a prequel and a pre-approval. Like what do you, there's this stigma, right? That yeah. pre-qualification doesn't really do anything for you. Can you talk right. a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Like depending you know, on such scenario. So say I, I'm representing a seller and we get some offers in and one has a pre-qual and one has a pre-approval. I'm, I'm kind of like, no, this isn't even, I, I'll call the lender and verify like, are they pre-approved? Or pre-qualified. Mm -hmm. And they try to say they're pre-approved. And I'm like, did you look at their income? Did you look at their assets? Blah, 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 blah. They don't have an answer for me. No. They're good to go. They're good to go. And mm. I cannot stand that. Like, I need definitive answers because I'm not taking a chance for my seller. Yeah, Even if this offer is a little bit better in terms of finances than the mm -hmm. other one. So they're both conventional. One's five grand more. I'm going to go with the pre-approval because you've run the numbers. You've seen their credit oh, history yeah. and their documents, and you can you can move forward um, confidently with that. Um, than someone that has a, a prequel, because like you said, there's so many that are with certain companies that are just strictly online, and mm -hmm. they try to target mass amounts of people just to get like one out of one thousand. Mm -hmm. And I I I can't put my trust in that because nine times out of 10 at, at closing time. Oh, sorry. We couldn't get the clear to close. They can't, they're not qualified anymore. I couldn't even personally do that. It right. sounds so stressful. <laughs> like I couldn't imagine. And you're like, what do you mean? They, We're two weeks from closing. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine <laughs> hoping like, Oh, I hope that this would close. Yeah. You know, I like to have a definitive, you know, 99% chance of closing. the loan. Right. I and mean, so, you can't control what the other person does. If they want to quit their job yeah, 10 oh, days before, Closing, yeah, that's, that's not them. There's no control over that for you. But to know that maybe they weren't even, uh, they don't even have the income to qualify for this amount in their loan yeah. because they didn't look at their finances and their employment status and things like that. So yeah, prequal, don't just get a pre-approval. If your paper says pre-qualification on it, talk to somebody else, please. Call me if we're working together. Yeah. I'll send you to somebody. Yeah. Mike Mike. And yeah. he'll be like, show me your W-2, show me your 1099. Let's yeah. let's get this going for you. I mean, it's important. You know, you got to look at the whole scenario yes. in order to make sure. Excuse me, that somebody can buy a home. I mean, it's it's very very important to look at the tax returns, yeah. the W twos, the pay stubs because it, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're about to cross the finish line and someone sticks their foot out in front of you and trips you and yeah. you're like, I'm flat on my face with nothing to show for it. And then yeah, I just look like an idiot in front of everybody. Yeah. So it's it's just I not a, a good experience all around. Like it looks bad on you, it looks bad on, yeah. on the lender, it looks you're left without a house and yeah. you might you might lose money out of it because you paid for a home inspection, you paid for an appraisal. Like yeah. you're not getting that I mean, money. You're back. at least out a thousand dollars, probably. Yes. I'm yes. close to it. If 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 you you don't get with a, a good lender that reviews a lot of this stuff. I mean, some of them nowadays will even only review pay stubs. And I don't, you know, I'm more conservative. I, I don't, I really don't want the deal to die. So I do a little bit more in depth. Yeah, I think that's important. I, I think it is too. Um, so what we talked about some myths, we talked about um, our experiences with it. We talked about the process of getting pre-approved. So after you're pre-approved, 
Um, you kind of explained it a little bit. You you would set them up on a trip, right? Yeah, you get um, you know, we we put in I'm going to go like five to ten thousand dollars over what you're looking at, just in mm-hmm. case there's a price drop, or maybe you could find uh, your grandma and get a couple extra thousand like, a gift or something, oh, yeah, you know, there you go. like yeah. to help you out, or you know, I might um, the price might reduce in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll set that up for you, and if there's any homes on there that pique your interest. Let's go. Let's go look at it. You know, yeah. or I'll be like, hey, here's some open houses. If you're free this weekend, let's go look look at them. Or, um, you know, I'm not just in Northeast Ohio. I've traveled very far for home. So mm-hmm. don't feel like, oh, you're just in Westlake or you're in Amherst oh, yeah. or whatever. Like, no, I've gone down Wellington, Seville, Spencer, and I've gone all the way out to Marblehead even. So um, it's all over the place. It's just. Yeah, I wrote one in Dayton. Last oh, wow. Year. Yeah. oh wow! Yeah, that's far. <laughs> Dude, I did a couple of Columbus every year, but Dayton. I was like, how did I pick this one? Right. Up? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So once once you get a house that you like, and then we uh, have your credit approval, we write an offer that you know pull comps in the area and kind of get a feel for like where you're feeling with this offer. And um, people want to lowball. That's just really not the market right now. Yeah, As a seller's right. market, limited inventory. Um, to, to lowball and it's just I don't encourage it um, you know there's a time and place for it and if a home is definitely overpriced I'll let you know but yeah hopefully some more inventory hits the market that's the hope because yes. if we get more inventory you know lower prices maybe lower interest rates too yeah, so. yeah it's it's an interesting time right now and um, I have a lot of people looking it's just there's not a lot out there to choose from and it, it, it sucks for mm-hmm. lack of a better word but you know, but brighter days are coming yeah. and we just have to hold strong during this time. And, you know, a lot of people are like, I, I, I need to move now. And I'm like, sorry, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can't pull houses out of thin air. Yeah, right. So, but yeah, once we, you know, we'll talk about the process a little bit more in another episode yeah. of how, you know, what the offer might look like and what a contract might look like mm-hmm. and some verbiage on it possibly. And, you know, as, as always, if there's any questions, um, we're going to post some links to our personal contact information. Um, if you have questions about an instance that you've dealt with regarding like a, a late fee or lien yeah. or whatever. Tell us re- about re- it. Reach out to Michael yeah. <laughs> and see if he can help you and, and you know, decide yeah, if you're I ready right now or not. a lot of experience in it. We, yeah. do, we do a lot of the credit counseling to get you from A to Z. Yeah. So. And I know I, this has been a journey for me too. I, I don't think, I think I was 26 when I started getting my life together really. Yeah. And, uh, like, okay, I, I making decent money for what I thought at the time. And um, like the myth was I have to make X amount of dollars per year and I have to be at my job for four years and I have to have this much in savings. And, and that wasn't the case for me. And so like I don't want that to be the case for you either, where you're like, mm-hmm. there's no way. Like I'm you know, I'm paying rent, it's fine, and I'm living in a neighborhood I don't want to live in, but I can't afford to buy a house, and that might not be the truth. Yeah. Because I thought for sure. That I could not buy a house. I was making $33,000 a year. And you did I had it. a kid. I had student loans. I had a car payment. And they're like, I don't know. You qualify. And it took me a while to find a house I really liked. But I think it was like a six-month search. I stopped looking like October of that year. And I went into April the next year. And I found a house I fell in love with. Nice. And I was able to get it. And 
That's from there, awesome. I built my equity, and it's been very uh, beneficial to me. It's just snowballed for you. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people do grow their wealth through real estate. Oh yeah, and that's something Tons. that I I love to educate. Like, no, please, like you're you're building equity, whether it's for you or for your kid or mm-hmm. whomever is uh, going to benefit from it. You know, just sit tight and and hold hold on to that. Yeah. So. So we're gonna do another episode probably every week. Every we'll get week. It, we'll get them out. Um, but this is our first one, so don't judge us too hard. Right. <laughs> and make sure you follow all of, all of our pages on uh, social media. It's going to be The Mortgage Mix with Andrea and Mike. Yeah. Um, so we'll look forward to next time when we might have a coffee drink to mix. Maybe yeah. we'll do another Maybe cocktail. Or... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, any questions, um, feel free to reach out to me. Or Mike. Mike. Or me. Yeah. yeah. So um, Thanks. thank you. Appreciate and it, guys. We will see you next time. See ya.